Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a well-rounded, happy, goal-crushing athlete. Every week, myself, sports journalist Molly Herford, and cycling coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford interview experts and chat through all of your training questions. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Peter, how's it going? I'm on fire. Yeah. How about you? Whoa, that's that's like a change from the just rolling along. Uh, you know, I've set goals for this December that I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, be enthusiastic. I, honestly, I was shocked the other day you actually asked me how I thought my resolutions this year went. And I was so just caught off guard by you asking about resolutions that I, I just stammered for a minute. Okay. It was well, that sounds better good... than like asking you about your feelings or something. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you do that sort of regularly, I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's it's funny. So right before we got on this podcast, Peter was like, Molly, didn't you say you wanted to do this as a video? Because I keep saying that we're going to do a YouTube uh, with our episodes. We even have this beautiful little studio set up in our in our condo. Well, it's, studios over selling, but we have a wall with a, a wall. with consummate athlete on the wall. It's really nice. And hey, we have like a little setup. It's very cute. We've got some ferns. It was going to be like around one fern. Um, right. Anyway, lovely setup that I've spent a lot of time on. Well, not a lot of time, but I've spent time on. Well, maybe this is a goal we can debate for 2023. Well, so here's, here's like the funny part is every weekend since I had this thing set up, so for the past, say, three months, every Saturday, Sunday, I'm out on my long run and I'm like, okay, this Monday is the Monday we are going to finally video the consummate athlete. I don't know why we're not doing it already. Like, it's going to be great. We're definitely going to video. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Our YouTube channel is going to blow up and every Monday rolls around and I'm like, absolutely not. Sure. Um, and part of that's because, uh, you know, when you're out on your run on Saturday, you're not really thinking about how your hair looks or, you know how poofy your eyes are or anything like that. But I feel like Mondays in particular, since it's my like two long runs, I wake up on Mondays like just a wreck. Sure. Um, it's not good. So now, now in the name of an intro, are, are we into it or what are we doing here? Well, so I wanted to say that because this is sort of our season review episode. This is our, you know, talking about the, the past season and sort of thinking towards goal setting for the year ahead. And I think this is actually a really good example on a very micro level of that. Like, it's super easy to set these like big goals or, you know, just these sort of unrealistic goals or have these unrealistic expectations for who you're going to be in the new year. Uh, Just like on the weekends, I have this very unrealistic expectation of who I'm going to be when I wake up every Monday morning. I never want to record a video of myself. Okay. Okay. So, so what what uh, are we, so we're looking back on the season today you're saying? Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's maybe a reflection that we've set some big goals that maybe we, you know, were too big or or you know, we were setting goals and then this seems to be the if I had to pick a trend I'm seeing is this guy, idea of goal attainment versus goal setting seems to be trendy right now. And, and I will say Dan John was early on this. I don't know if he created it or who he took it from, but uh, Dan John was early with that. Now I'm seeing a few people using this idea of like attaining goals. That's the business they're in is attaining goals versus just setting them. Well, okay, so wait, which is the which is the good one? Well, so goal setting is where you might set, oh yeah, every Monday we're gonna be YouTube, you know, heroes and be, you know, do our makeup. Side note, if 
our makeup um uh, side note though if you do want us to be on youtube please like let us know if right. you'd rather watch if this as a, a goal, video yeah if that's a goal we should set so whereas goal attainment is the act of attaining goals i guess or, or the process thereof so yeah it, it's one of these things where it's words that we're just sort of putting into it but it, it's really i think what they're trying to get down to when you get actually go through these you know dan john has a goal setting course which actually i thought was great um and we've certainly taken things from that course I think what it gets down to is, you know, the the motions, the daily process goals, you know, some of these things are just different words we're putting onto the old goal setting stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, so season in review. I mean, how are how are you feeling about your season? I have some thoughts on mine, but I'm going to put you under the, the spotlight first here. Hmm. Uh, I think it went well. Yeah, I mean, really lots of stuff going on and, you know, hectic coming back, uh, you know, to racing in person and doing more stuff in person for work as well. So, no, I am i don't really have any regrets. I think I did what I could. So maybe give like the quick summary of what your season was. I as guess. far as sport. Yeah. Oh, OK. Uh, which is something, you know, when we're doing goal setting, we try and tie in sort of those roles in life. You can really hash this out however you want it really gets to this idea that you know you should tell your family when you're going to do your big race it sort of gets to that idea so you know what are your roles at work or with family we usually try and pick two or three so it might be you're a, a parent you might be a spouse you might be uh you know a business executive business owner whatever you have uh and you might not do this for every area in your life but you, you might and so you're asking me to do sort of just the the athlete uh, side of my life here. Although if you want to throw in maybe any of the major other life things, feel feel free. I think that kind of does present the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the reason it's important is, you know, part of me is, well, I didn't train 20 hours a week and I didn't, you know, go race the, what is this thing called? The lifetime, you know, every, all the cool kids are doing that and, you know, they don't even know who I am anymore. And I'm like, I could beat them. To be fair, they don't know who Jeff Kabush is. Well, (laughs) I mean, they wouldn't let him race, but that's a a side that we're all a little sore about Uh, up in Canada. That's why I said a boot. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so uh all that to say I gotta throw that in for the americans in the crowd uh so there you go so we're athletical so uh, this year my main stuff was uh trying to you know i think on the the you know the seasonal side of things what we call the two-year goals uh i was really trying to win that master's national championship as my major goal for the season uh and it turned out to be as challenging as i hoped and i didn't get it it was close i think i did pretty much what i could i think i i know that i lost it for myself as well but you know it's again next year i'll try again and and so i don't really have any regrets about that race it was everything i wanted like i was at the front and it was a hard race i think you would have actually been kind of upset if you had won to be honest like if if Ryan Atkins hadn't been there, if you hadn't really been battling with him, sure. I think if the race had played out, if you just take Ryan out of the equation, I think you would have finished that race feeling a little unhappy with how it went. For sure. And so I think that's fine. You know, we don't need to go too deep into my race report, but what I'm pulling, what I pull out of that then, you know, this process of looking back is, is only so that we know where we are today and where we can go forward. I try and some clients get won't do any of this, which I think is a mistake. You can't learn and, you know, pivot you know what did I enjoy what did I not enjoy what was you know what do I want to do this year what do I not want to do this year um so I I think you know things like that like just having that race that was like a race where I was able to be close to the front not everyone wants to be close to the front or or even is able to necessarily I think everyone can sort of probably find that race uh if they wanted to 
but you know just a race where it was fun it was competitive you know the the atmosphere around it was great and, and so trying to find more of those events this year so we've already decided we're going out to nationals next year you know which is that same race the national masters world championships of the world um so so we'll go to that one because it was such a good event uh and, and you know next year it's going to tie and we have a bunch of friends out east so that's you know an easy decision that we're going to take forward and again it's a goal you know it's not easy to win yeah. uh, you know i was 20 30 seconds off of winning uh and you know. i i kind of just want to like throw in i'm very proud of you for like calling your shot on nationals you know we put it on the podcast you put it in blogs like you put it out mm-hmm. that you wanted to win and you know we have this this argument over the the process versus the outcome goals um and i think sometimes we actually like everyone talks the big game about how process goals are like the goals you should be setting because outcome goals are sort of uncontrollable, blah, blah, blah. But actually last year when I talked to a a sports psych for my Canadian cycling annual New Year, New You article, uh, check it out in this January's issue for this year's New Year, New You article. uh, the, The psychologist actually said that she sees a lot of like the best racers in the world, like the, the people who are at the top, the people who are, you know, professional athletes, they're not just setting process goals. Like, yes, the process goals come, come, but you have to have an outcome goal to kind of fuel the the process goals. So like we sort of are aware in the back of our heads that the outcome goal of winning the race isn't necessarily going to be possible or within our sphere of control. We can only control what we can control in the race. Sure. But if you don't set that goal, if you don't call your shot, I think it's a lot easier to sort of just sit up and sit back during the race and be like, oh, well, I guess this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually been, I'm going to say my, my fatal flaw toward the, the back part of this season. In that you didn't write it down or tell people or what do you mean? Well, I'll, I'll get to mine in a, in a oh, minute here. Okay. Um, where to go from there, I guess. So, I mean, I think in training, you know, there's some things I could have done differently or better. But again, the thing is that it, it, it couldn't, couldn't, you know, I can always say I could have trained 20 hours, but then if I could have trained 20 hours, I could have just raced in the pro race uh, is where I'm at now. I would prefer you don't train 20 hours. Well, and that's where you get into the other role. So there's things that, you know, at home that I want to do. And, you know, there's even just, you know, it sounds odd, but to me, I guess, but like, you know, we have training with DW. He needs to get re-exposed, you know, or exposed for the first time to the real world because of the pandemic. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that he has to do and we're doing a medium job on that. Um, for those who are new, uh, just so you know, DW is our doctor. Yeah. he is not a child so <laughs> so there's that and i mean there's just other family stuff and work stuff right like work's going really well i seem to have multiple jobs and positions uh which are all great and i really enjoy them and are, are really you know coalescing well so i think it's it's also important i see this with a lot of clients you know they didn't maybe necessarily get that outcome goal perfectly uh but you know it was otherwise a great event they did everything they could in training but it's you know it's again whatever kids getting sick you know something really good at work something you know just other opportunities so i think you want to weigh you know the year on a whole with those different roles and say okay well do i need to rejig next year and and i have some clients are going to race shorter races instead of the long ones because it fits better or that's you know where their headspace is i have some who are really rejigging the like number of races you know just one big one april you know, whatever, so that they train all winter towards that early April spring classic. And then maybe they're going to not do much. And then they're going to try and get ready for cyclocross. And they know the summer was just wild with family vacations and kids soccer. And they're just, I'm just not going to stress on that. And I'm going to try and ride it, you know, in the good weather as best I can. So, 
sometimes this is where that looking back helps isolate what were the really stressful or frustrating or, or fun or awesome or things I want to do more of. And this is really, I think, the purpose of this this reflection. See, it's not to chastise yourself because you were second versus first or your time at Leadville was 11 versus 10 hours or nine hours or, or whatever it was. No, I think it's you can't really look forward and actually think about setting 2023 outcome or process goals if you don't first reflect on the 2022 season that you've had. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're right, that 360, you know, what else was I doing? So for me, from like a work example, I definitely had like a weird thing a couple months ago where I was like, oh, crap, this is the first year in nine years, 10 years, I guess this would be the 10th year. This is the first year in 10 years that I haven't published a book in the year. So I've written nine books in the last 10 years. And in October, I have two completely finished books that are sitting just sort of like waiting for like the next thing, like figuring out, you know, whether I'm going to get them picked, like if they're going to get picked up or whether I'm just going to self-publish them. Um, and I definitely had the urge to be like, oh, crap. OK, we got to we got to get this one pushed through. We got to get it out in time for the holiday season. OK, if I just go really hard, I can finish editing it and get it all like set to go and like self-published by November. So I don't skip this year. Uh, and then I realized I also just launched a whole new podcast. So the business of fitness with Molly Herford over on the, the Feisty Media Network. Uh, that's that's my like book this year. That's my that's my big project for the year. So it was just this really odd like shift in realizing like oh like I guess my my outcome goal seems to be like one book per year but that doesn't actually make sense with everything else that's going on in my life Mm -hmm. and this is where sometimes we get stuck in I don't want to say ruts but we get stuck in a routine or a with a goal and we see this you know you've been racing this type of bike series for the last 10 years of your life it's been good to you you've had friends but then at some point you know is there something else to go and do uh, which is scary, right? To change or or make a different, uh, you know, train in a different way, or you know, what is fitness changes? A lot of us get really, uh, I'll say, probably addicted. Uh, I will say addicted to, you know, this idea of what fitness is, and it's this certain amount of cardio every day. But there's a whole set of the world that doesn't do that and are very healthy. You know, whether they strength train or they walk or they do any number of things. So it is. It's that you know. Do you want to? just go and focus on strength now, you know, you're, you're whatever. That's, that's, I think good. That's really why we started this podcast, right? Was that there's these different communities and different sports that let you spiral out in different directions. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's still training to be done. I think if 2020 taught us nothing else as athletes, it was that like, Oh, right. We can still be training and striving for improvements, even without races on the calendar. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of us, we learned like, Oh, I actually, feel better and happier and like more fulfilled when I'm not racing every weekend, whether it's I'm doing like one or two races a year or I'm not racing. I'm just training, you know, specifically training in order to like stay fit for a certain task. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's been really helpful for a lot of people. Sure. And again, again, there's different people. Some people are, you know, that's their life. They love racing and they go and do a bunch and that's how they roll. Um, and that works really well, but I think those, those folks are, you know, the, the roles are set up in their life where a job is, is pretty straightforward, you know, maybe not, you know, taking, you know, that it's, it's a, a tolerable amount of time that leaves time for traveling to races, preparing for races and this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably a big part of that social role, whatever labels and names are with that might actually be tied up in, in that 
that racing. It might be a family thing where you're going to the races as a family, or uh, you, maybe you're organizing some of these. Who knows, right? Any of these roles could be tied up there. So again, we're, it's, it's finding that mix and what makes sense for to, you know today and, and tomorrow and you know two years from now, um, where we're, we're thinking, you know, what is that mix and how does everything fit in there nicely? Mm-hmm. So for for you, in terms of the the consummate athlete lifestyle, we'll say, uh, without getting into the necessarily setting the the goals for next year, is there anything this year that stands out that you want to like work on for next year or that stands out as like the the oh this did not go super according to plan? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's always, again, it's this balance of trying to pull myself out of the, I, I say 20 hours a week, it was probably more like 18, but you know, just trying to hold on to that. So I think it's uh, Marco Altini. We'll try and remember to link to this. He just had a great, he's the HRV for training uh, founder and you know programmer. He's an awesome, awesome man. Um, so we're always happy to give him a shout out. He actually writes a bunch as well, just about his own normal athletic. He would define his, you know, it's unremarkable as his, his uh, athletic career, if you will. He's just a, you know, like the rest of us just out they're doing and he's a runner uh and so he just did a big really big post you have to be a little nerdy i think to go through it but a lot of us are nerdy about training and it's great he's very open with you know where he had come from he struggled with consistency ended up you know the intensity was a a trouble um and he had a great line in it which i don't think was really his point but what i took from it was uh you know he, he the the training time is usually a set amount of time and there's not much stuff in life if you think about your work or you know, picking up laundry or cleaning the house, a lot of that stuff can just expand to, to whatever amount of time you have. Like there was this box that I had to, and you know, I needed to clean up. It was after doing a coaching course. I had all the papers and, and stuff in Molly's like, you need to take care of this big box. It's very annoying. And I was like, okay, well I'll do this like for an hour tomorrow. I'll just like set apart time. And then we were about to leave. And I think we had said we were going to leave at three o'clock and it was two fifty-five. And I'm like, I could just do this in five minutes. And I, I did it in five minutes. So all that to say, Marco, suggestion or for himself what he did was he just was the run is an hour the run happens and then the rest of the stuff it's it's always going to expand there's always going to be more people complaining on the app store about his app or you know yelling about this or you know just more programming to do or whatever so i really took that as you know trying to think about training as a set unit uh in most cases where we can do it in an hour and it's done and it's important and trying to prioritize it when we can. You can't always. Sometimes there's important other stuff. There's babies crying or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, to me, that was just something, I, again, it may not mean anything to you, but it was something that I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of times, you know, I have a three-hour ride or a 90-minute ride or a one-hour ride, and I just, the other stuff just creeps and creeps and creeps. And I think if I had flipped it, went for the th- ride when I was supposed to, I'd probably still get the other stuff done because it expands to fill the time that you give it. And if you keep giving it more time, you're not going to ever do the thing. So I don't know if that makes sense. No, it's true. I mean, the number of times that I've come home from my run when you were supposed to be leaving like five minutes after me and you're like still on the computer. So there's that. I think the other piece, you know, if we think about our four C's of consummate athlete, um, that's usually how I try and answer questions when I don't know the answer to the questions. Uh, let's come back to the four C's, but you know, so we have consistency, we have cross training, uh, community, and what's the other one I always forget? Oh, now you're putting no. me on the spot. There you go. Well, you try and remember it. Um, I think it's competence, uh, right? Or confidence, confidence or confidence? Yeah, you yeah. can debate that one, I guess. Which one you like? Uh, so yeah, I, I think for me, it's that community piece, and that's you know, next year we're going to Quebec Single Track Experience because so many clients went, so we're gonna have some friends are coming. Clients are going. This seems like it's going great already. Folks are signing up. So again, we have a promo code. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, 
uh, that'll save you an extra hundred dollars off of the registration we're going again we're only trying to just get people together so that's our it's main true. we're not getting the hundred dollars yeah, we're sponsored. just taking it it's just coming off your registration so that's going to be great so i'm excited about doing that and that's actually going to turn into a trip uh to go out east to nationals it's sort of back-to-back weeks there which will be lots of bike riding but we'll see how it goes but this is the way we like doing things if you what was it we were talking about the other week where oh we were talking about we have friends like out on the west coast in canada and bc oh you said we were going to go i think from halifax to like vancouver to squamish no you made the joke <laughs> that i would just be like oh yeah that's just we'll no, just add that okay. to the trip well i thought you said that but maybe you didn't uh so yeah so trying to tie that in uh to what we're doing you know with athletics and so the the goals themselves i have to be ready for this stage race it's you know we did a stage race last year we did crank the shield and it was great we had my best friend growing up who i learned to ride with came up with us as well and the three of us had a great week uh being up there uh and it just i just love stage racing it's just so good so hopefully being able to tie this in with you know coaching clients and friends are coming it's going to be just being at like at summer camp and we're going to race bikes for five days uh on some of the best single track in quebec so yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's just trying to tie those goals where they're a little scary. I need to be ready for them. So I'm going to train for the next, you know, what is that, six, eight months uh, as best as I can. And then we're going to tie in a lot of those things where, again, those events and those practices start spiraling out into, you know, good times with friends. You know, maybe there's some work tie in there for us, which is convenient. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's, I guess, next year. It's just more of <laughs> more of that stuff that was really fun. I don't know if I'm trying to think of like things I'm going to avoid um you know i think we're being careful we're, we go back and forth between the saying yes to things and saying no to things and we've we're we both are very much on the saying yes uh it's but, true. but it's you start <laughs> yeah like we always say we're gonna say no to things when there's nothing like on the table but then the second something comes on the table we're like well all right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so i don't want to i don't want to lose that but you, you do end up with life being too full so trying to just create some guardrails, i guess for you know what we're able to do or willing to do you know I, the one thing i've been proud about um as far as that is is just we've been more careful when we're home where we'll drive to like we drive all over you know we get we drive to the states and we drive you know we're driving out east but for some of these like smaller drives i'm just a little more selective so we're, you know we live in a great spot for riding so i'm trying to work with folks in the local area versus driving you know an hour or two to do that so just trying to say no to stuff like that and, and just reflecting on those and that's i think on this reflection is you know what were the things that were grinding or taking away time or not contributing to what you're trying to do and are any of them negotiable mm-hmm. um and on the flip side what worked really well i have a few clients i'm trying to think of other examples that aren't us too but a few clients who got really onto this like they would ride to the weekly race or the kids gymnastics and their spouse would maybe drive the kids there or, or however they get there and then they were able to get their ride in and they almost arrived at the same time by the time everything gets going and set up they could still see the event or whatever whatever it is you, you insert the thing you're riding to this could be commuting to work and so for some of us this has been a just a, a boon of, of time that's been pulled back right you don't need two adults in a car driving to soccer practice or, or, or whatever your solution might be so that one's been good for a lot of clients i'm trying to think what else i know strength training has been a big thing that sort of carried over people are doing this at home they have equipment um and and, you know that might supplant some of your uh replace some of your bike training uh in some cases too i like it i like it so um, are you going to tell us about yours or what do you think are you going to ask well i don't know here the flow of the podcast here as far as you know service (laughs) for people and what they're going to use but uh, when you're looking back at your season, you ha- you won a hundred miler, you did a hundred miler, so those are lots of checks. <laughs> Check, uh, check. But you also DNF'd. 
I did. Yeah. So, I mean, those are pretty highs and lows. You're the, the queen of the, you know, you beat the men, you beat the women, and then you also just sort of disappeared at, you know. Well, geez, when you put it like that, <laughs> thanks a lot. Well, I mean, it, it, I think it's important, right? There's a lot of misses that you get. You know, this is the Michael yeah. Jordan, the shots you don't take and the thousands of shots or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think we've we've looked back and dissected that. And I think like, yeah, I mean, the season started out super strong. There was also the six hour I did in January and I won that. And that was great. That was this weird icy race in New Jersey. And that was mm -hmm. like, lovely. And yeah, I mean, the season started out super well. And I think looking back, that's a pretty obvious like right there is sort of the issue is basically I, I peaked in February sure. for the 2022 season, which is not a bad thing. Like I put the Outlaw 100, 100 miler on the calendar to get it done in February because I really wanted to like check off a 100 miler. Like when I decided back in like August of 2021 that I wanted to do a 100 miler in 2022, like I wanted to get it done fairly Quickly, and, like, and we had space, I think, if we look at life, right? Like, we're, yeah, we're not in it. person doing bike things, you know, running around for that. So, yeah, it, like it did the stars fit. really aligned on that one. It was, you know, it was literally like an hour from where cyclocross worlds were. So, and we were already going to be there. Like, on the my, note of not running to bicycle events. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, my, my best friend had just moved down right, to right. an hour from where the race was, and she's a fantastic pacer. No, I've so. seen that this idea of the long season has come, I think, with the pandemic. I think some of us were in this like, three four year <laughs> season four years is exaggerating well, but you know just I think that's this... actually what i realized is i am much better on like a like one a year like mm -hmm. and then because i'm i'm great at training like i would say my superpower is i don't need a race on the calendar like i'm constantly talking to people about training and stuff and they're like oh you know i need to have like a race that's like the the carrot for like the the thing that i'm doing and i'm like I have no right. need for that. Like I would happily go out and Which run. Which is you mentioned that earlier, and, and there's probably I think most people in you know it's you're internally motivated or you're externally motivated. Largely, we're probably there's a spectrum there. There's probably people who are balanced in the middle. They like to get their prize, but they also will go and train. Uh, and I'd say like that's most that's like yeah a lot of the people I run with are in that category. But a lot of people need that like carrot of a race to to train period. with any consistency. Yeah. I don't. Mm -hmm. I will happily go out and do 100k weeks no like no problem whatsoever just over and over without anything on the calendar. So I think what I've realized is I'm actually better like so this year I won the 100 and then I was like oh crap like what am I going to do next and that's when I sort of like panic signed up for um uh QMT and um Ultra Trail Harakana, both Quebec races of 50. But this is getting so February all the way out till when was that one September? September, yeah. Late September. Yeah. So that was, you know, basically like, oh, good. So for seven months, I need to be sort of training for a thing and like being ready for a thing. Um, and I, I would say with, you know, the, I learned a couple things this season. I would say my, my Achilles heel from a racing perspective was the the prep for QMT. I missed, you know reading the page 10 of the tech guide that mentioned the emergency blanket mm -hmm. uh, and didn't have that. And, you know, I would have won that race by 20 minutes, but I got hit with a 30 minute time penalty. So I was second, uh, you know, not not bitter at all. It's fine. Uh, but I mean, that race went great, like mm -hmm. with the exception of I didn't do the like key thing that I needed to do. Right. Although, you know what? We've now seen a lot of races actually have 
mandatory lists that they never check. So I'm going to stand by that was like a surprise that they checked it. Like Big Sugar, the gravel race actually technically had like a list of things that you needed to bring with you. Yeah. And I'm probably as much to blame because I've done, you know, races out West where it's, you know, different things. You get a bear spray and yeah, yeah, that's the majority of people do not you know, carry it, you know, especially at the front of the race. Yeah, exactly. And so, it's not right. I'm, you know, it's important to carry bear spray in the wilderness and, you know, first aid is important, but you weren't even being like, I, I would have been flippant, you know, I, I, a, I said to you, I'm like, I'm amazed you didn't lie to them. Um, <laughs> uh, which I guess says Integrity. about my character, but, but it's not that you were even being unsafe because you did have a coat. Um, yeah. so just to, to put that through, but, but I think the key thing here is, you know, you're still pretty new to this adventure not adventure i guess adventure racing if we put it like you're going into the wilderness like you've raced lots of running races over the last 10 15 years but and, and iron man's and stuff but iron man is like there's a person beside you almost the entire race mm-hmm. in most cases so so you're in this thing where you're like learning you're, you're still in this like complete before you compete even though you have been able to win some you're learning oh wow like you know some days just go really poorly and you need to stuff food down your thing or else the day's over Mm -hmm. uh you got stung by bees and you know that might be experience you're going to take forward um you prefer to not take well i mean that might be in your i don't i don't know if there's a lot you can do maybe you could take a is it a benadryl or or something like i don't know that would have just not yeah that's a whole other you know the first aid kit with the like Mm -hmm. just if you're gonna win like the thing is that you could have had such a joke of a first aid kit like if there was a piece of aluminum foil they would have let you through um so it's just knowing the rules of the game how do you play the game yeah um, to be fair my coach who has coached thousands (laughs) of runners to thousands of podiums in ultra races has never heard of a race where that happened where they like especially for 30 minutes like you could see like a three minute or something yeah. but in any case anyway, they'll, they're gonna anyway. they're gonna assess the rule it's not there they're, they're gonna work so, on it they're trying to be safe i learned a thing it's fine um, <laughs> carry your tinfoil so yeah carry your tinfoil so going forward then will you do anything different well going forward that is that like okay you know taking every race very seriously and reading the the rule book extensively and just making sure that we're prepared because i mean while you know i can like cross my eyes at that whole rule and everything like the fact was like we were in a bit of a rush to that race because everything started speeding up in the summer like the 100 miler we were so prepared we were so dialed we were there two weeks early we had tons of time it was like all prep we had like you know team meeting the two nights before where we were talking with i mean you pre-ran it was a, I pre-ran it was a lap the 20 track, mile course, 20 miles yeah. yeah you know we had like everything figured out like down to the you know down to the minute basically it was super dialed and then by the time we hit that one you know nationals was like the week after and we you know you were coaching courses and i was doing Mm -hmm. you know i'd just come back from western states the week before where i was pacing karen like lots of stuff was going on so i think with ultra running when you're talking about a race that's going to be over 10 hours of going as hard as you can for that kind of endurance like that kind of duration you can't phone it in you can't have stuff just like butting up against it and that's what we had all summer was you know the calendar filled like between work and between you know western states camp and racing western you know pacing western states and then coming back and you know you had coaching courses and you know you had some races and and then you know suddenly we like a lot of like life stuff was going on we were selling a place and you know, I was getting citizenship, yada, yada. Um, it was just a lot of things kind of all happening at once. So I think I've learned like to, to race an ultra well, I need to give it the space. Like I'm not a professional 
like I'm not a professional runner where I don't have any other job so I can afford to have like a few races a year I can afford to have life stuff happening because running is my full-time job I have like three full-time jobs so I think uh yeah probably that one race a year that's my focus is like more than enough for me so for these big things uh and again that's why I probably shy away from them a little bit is just my brain doesn't work like that right uh, but yeah, some of this stuff is, is big. Do you think it's, if you weren't trying to win though, is it, is it different? Oh yeah, that would be different. Like if it's, <laughs> you're going into this as like a running tour. I, yeah. I think if I was like planning to, you know, walk every hill and like take it pretty easy. Well, yeah. or whatever walk is to you, you could be very fit and go into it as a tour, right? Like I saw Ted King, uh, I guess he was sick or something, but he did big sugar and he did actually, I think he actually raced that one a bit more, but he was back. Right. You know, I don't know what it would have been. 20 minutes maybe at the one aid station I was at. Um, I don't I, think I'm capable of it, to be totally honest. Yeah. Because, like, that's that would have been the ideal at uh, Hurricana when, you know, my gut was just off for the day before and off day of. Like, if I could have just taken that very relaxed, I probably would have been the smart move. But I don't, right. I don't work like that. My brain doesn't work like that. My legs don't work like that. Sure, sure. Okay. So again, if we're taking this, so then it sounds like we're not, you're not going to race in February this time. Not as, racing as tempting as that is, because that's, that is, it's going to extend that season if you do something in February. And this is where I get, you know, again, trying to think about client stories and not just our stories. You know, it's, it's this like track racing, fat bike racing, e-racing, you know, maybe you're going away on a trip that turns in, you know, we always get into this, like, is it a training camp or is this a race, uh, you know, a survival camp? Uh, so I always get nervous with some of these things. You go away in February to Spain uh and you're just you know if you're if is it a training camp or is it a survival camp right like for the next three weeks are you going to be or three months are you going to be in a hole from this this quote-unquote training camp yeah I mean the only thing I could see is if the stars like if the stars align and they actually might depending on how things shake out with like what we're doing um in January if I have a talk or not whatever stuff stuff is stuff is sorting out I could see going back to the um robbers cove race and doing maybe the 50 just for funsies like doing Mm. that yeah because it was a great little vibe there and i mean Mm -hmm. that we could camp and you know i could run one too and yeah maybe dw could take on the 5k very weather dependent i think like i have no interest in going back and like trying to defend my title or like upping my course record and i guess that brings you know this question to when we're looking back on the season and i had this one client recently he uh, you know, had it did this giant like full color document. I guess for work, he's used to doing these like assessments. What would these be called? Like year in review type things. And so, I mean, impressive. I'm like, this is this is great. Um, you know, but at some point, we want to start looking forward and, and not you know some of these like really nitty gritty. It's easy to pull out hours. It's easy to pull out TSS or power or peak twenty or you know all these things, and, and they're great. But what, you know, I felt like he was overlooking was, you know, there was like illness and the kids all got sick and then, you know, it's different people with this and then they're away for vacation and all these things that, you know, if you just knew, okay, well, this person had all this disruption before their races, you know, do you even care about, you know, as much about the the power numbers, right? Like when we're talking about being fit for a task, um, you know, I often talk, there's there's different elements of power and, and, you know, maybe physiology, but then there's all these other things you want to know about. Like, is this person having a horrible time with life or illness or work or, you know, are they able to actually ride, you know, yes, no. Are you riding outside? Are you doing the sport? So when we're talking about being fit for the task, you know, in those months ahead, especially that's, that's what we're, we're looking at. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to back up for a second yep. because I realized I said two very conflicting things. I said I could never do a race just for fun. And then I said, maybe we'll go back and do Robber's Cove just for fun. So I realized, as I was saying it, what my thing is. Okay. I And this is something I've actually said, I think, on here. It's the race if you're going to race. Like, I can call our shot right now and say we could go back to Robber's Cove and do, like, a fun 50-mile or, like, a fun trail marathon because we like the vibe and it's a cool event to be at Mm -hmm. i don't think i could have started like i'm i'm actually not unhappy with how i started hurricana because i think if i had started hurricana that morning by saying like i think i'm just gonna phone it in like i'm not gonna like try really hard that goes completely against like i had hurricana as a race that i wanted to top five in like Mm -hmm. i thought i could i still think i could i was sitting in the top three right so i think it would have been a mistake for me to try, like, suddenly shift to taking it really not seriously and trying to kind of just like walk my way through it or like yug sure. my way through it because that would have been really disingenuous to what I started out as. Like, well, and this gets into, I mean, if if it, so it's like in a my nationals race, I'm more than capable of riding five laps. Like on my worst day of the year, I could ride five. It's going to feel horrible because people are passing you and you know everyone's watching you, but to me that's like a no-brainer to you have to finish in that case you know now if finishing the nationals five laps or whatever it is you know and this is a 90 minute race again like you know you're not that far from your home uh if it's a big ordeal like if that's an endurance race for someone then maybe they do have to drop out you know because it's getting dangerous but what i'm saying is in your race you were going into the nighttime in the mountains in the fall in the cold you know, some weather and you're feeling super off, got stung by bees, like walking into the forest in the dark, you know, is not, you know, the next aid station is not for five, six, seven hours, you know? So this is where you're having to make these, like, that wasn't even really your decision at some point, right? Like you just, you couldn't. Um, Yeah, exactly. But I think, I guess where I was going with that is the mistake we sometimes make is sometimes there's just bad luck too. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's in the run-in, we had a really busy week coming into that. Uh, so again, some of these clients, again, who are doing the look back, we need to be careful that sometimes it's just bad luck. We don't need to plan next year to not have bad luck. I think it's just, you know, you probably won't get that illness again the week before. You won't, the car won't break down on the way to the race like it did this year or or whatever happened to you. It's uh, you true, know, What yeah. are the chances of getting stung by a bee again? Knock on wood. <laughs> Pretty high on that course, I think, actually. Could be. I mean, but how many other people didn't, right? So it's, it's you know, lots of people ran by. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, you want to be careful looking at, you know, was this luck or was this something we could actually set some process goals around or some planning around with the family? Maybe we do the vacation, not in the two weeks before we do the vacation, the two weeks after, or you pick a different race that's better timed with the, with work or family. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think the, the other thing for me, actually thinking about this year that I do kind of want to work on for next year is, is more on the, the overall health stuff. And I'd say I'm operating at like a reasonably high level. I consider myself, you know, fairly healthy. Um, but definitely, you know, there's still some gut stuff that's like not perfect for me. Um, I definitely have plenty of dental stuff that we're, <laughs> we're still trying to sort through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed like my, my skin goes like up and down with like when it's breaking out or like feeling particularly good or not. And, you know, that's all kind of stuff that's like signs signs and symptoms of like okay maybe there's there's some some upkeep to be done more internally 
uh, versus you sure. know, just logging more miles. So I think for me, that's as I'm getting a little older, I, you know, I can't really hide from that stuff as well anymore. And this is what I was speaking about that, you know, for 10 years, we've been doing this thing and, and we may want to try something different depending on where you're trying to steer the, the ship, so to speak. Uh, and, and I think sometimes the, the health versus performance thing gets a little dire, like, you know, oh, this isn't healthy versus this is healthy. But we do want to be careful because some there is a diversion as you get to that razor's edge where probably, you know, gut health or whatever, you know, you are stepping in a different direction. Um, you know, if I think about teeth, you know, if the thing you're doing requires sugar powder to be sprayed on your teeth for hours and hours and hours every week, you know, and you have to do that to stay healthy and not break down. You have to fuel. There's only a few ways you can fuel, Uh, you know, you can try like, you know, what would be something else? I don't know what you would try, but, um, I I would say actually the one thing I'm, I'm trying at the moment is shifting from like all sugar powder in water to doing more of where I'm actually like it's still gels like I'm actually using the untapped maple syrup and then as soon as I finish one I'm actually like swishing around my mouth with plain water and sure and and so those are mitigation strategies but it also might be at some point you know again this is where it gets dire where I'm saying oh Peter's saying I can't do endurance training because my teeth health you know you're gonna die or something that's not what I'm saying um but it is where you might choose you know if that becomes something that you want to focus on you know and it might be for times of the year sometimes this question of what do we do in the fall or you know when we're over six months say from your goal event could you you know this is where you know we're still doing these jumbo long rides well what if we just did rides under 90 minutes you probably Mm -hmm. don't even need sugar powder in most cases right you know you just have lunch and breakfast and brush your teeth um and maybe that does help offload some of the the dental stuff uh and then you can also be working on things like strength training or any of these other practices and and these other roles in life that we're trying to spend time on work family and so forth Uh, yeah exactly hmm so I have not totally like come up with a game plan for that. I think we'll have to talk about that in our upcoming how to actually set the goals for next right. year episode. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, I just kind of that's definitely on my mind. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of my takeaways from from the season. And hopefully, hopefully this has kind of given people a sort of idea of how to think about their season. Maybe it's got you thinking about different chunks of your season and how you how you want to look back at it. Because I think. Uh, you know, a lot of people try to just kind of do all of this at once. There's a reason we're splitting this into two episodes because I think the reflection is really important and I think it gets kind of glossed over in favor of setting the the sexy new goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if you can maybe even do it as like two separate sessions, right? So after you hear this episode, maybe this weekend or sometime this week or whatever, just take even 30 minutes and just think about what was good this year, what wasn't good, you know, what do I want to work on? Who Who do I want to be next year? Like, a little bit of reflection back in order to look forward. I think it's very helpful. Yeah. And I guess maybe to close that's, you know, you're trying to pull in some service here and some quick hits, you know, if we're looking at a, a toolkit is, is I think starting with fun is, is the really the big thing. Like think about write down on a whiteboard or a piece of paper in your journal, you know, three or five, just peak moments, like just frig, that was an awesome day, moment, view, you know, conversation, snack, uh, any of these things, right? Like write those down. I think those are big. I think for some people going, what did I just, what was just stupid, right? Like that drive down to that race or spending time with these people or (laughs) that view sucked. That sandwich was just, just baloney. Uh, (laughs) Awful. Baloney sandwich. Get out out of here, Glassford. So what did we not enjoy? Um, And then I think, you know, is there other questions we can do as far as reflection? Is there other ones that you use? 
I think just that whole life. So, I mean, you do sort of this athletic reflection and then maybe look back at it critically thinking about like, okay, but what did this, you know, where, where does like the rest of my life come into this? And I think that's where that like mm-hmm. illness or sold the house or, you know, XYZ stuff comes up and can kind of actually force you to have those reflections and start thinking about how you would maybe shift your calendar or try to right and that's that so that maybe like what year. was what was like easy as far as you know just the training was easy it was good if showing up the race was like easier there was more slack to do it and then what was rushed you know what times were too full you know and and then later you'll look at you know is that true this year you know is the schedule this calendar the same your year could be completely different this year who knows um, so I think that that's a good way to look at it as well. Yeah, I think we get so hardcore that we're like, no excuses, no rationalizations, like none of that. But I think they're, they're not excuses and rationalizations. They're information that you can use going into next year. Like, mm-hmm. Why didn't that go well? Oh, my kids were sick. It's not that you're making an excuse for a performance or trying to rationalize away a performance you're not psyched about. You're just trying to think about what's going to make next year better. <laughs> right. Well, and that's maybe the final question I would say is, you know, if, if we're thinking specific for bike, you know, or run or whatever you do races, and we're saying you need to be fit for this task, the power is a piece, the hours are a piece, the TSS are a piece, but try and think I'm in the race like what happened? Like, why did I not, how could I do better? Maybe is even the better way to phrase it versus like, you know, maybe you got your goal. How do you do better? Um, you know, how do I win next year? You know, who knows who will be there, but in any case, so for me, I felt like it was actually more of, you know, the group dynamics tactics, um, lacking. So it might be getting out on more even road group rides where it's, you know, the surging and the drafting and the, you know, when do you go, how do you close the gap type, type, type of racing? It might just be more racing period. Um, you know, that's, that's a certain fitness, but it's not that I didn't have wattage to do it. It's that I spent my wattage poorly and at bad times, uh, given the competitors and the, the, you know, just the environment I was in. There's also the technical, I think is often, you know, time to be gained with the technical, you know, did you lose time in a corner? Did you lose time taking a beeline? Did you lose, you know, cause that's not power, but it probably made a big difference. Uh, in almost all cases, that's a, an element of being fit for the test for runners as well, right? Rock gardens, you know, just even you're going through your aid stations, you could group that into technical maybe, uh, mechanical maybe a piece is there something on the bike you could do better with or actual mechanical repair uh, tactical I sort of touched on with the group stuff and myself but again just you know how's your start position how is your start um, pacing fueling would all be under sort of those tactical uh, am I missing other owls psychological I guess would be one and that's one with clients that we're looking at is you know if you're the type of person who's just nervous 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 like way over that inverted u of arousal you know you're not sleeping for weeks before a race thinking about ways working on ways this is a great off season to start introducing these you know relaxation um what else uh, yeah it's one of those like the best time to start meditating isn't when you're super stressed yeah and if you think about periodizing any of these al words technical tactical mental or, or psychological we're starting to introduce some of these tactics where you do something like a guided relaxation or, you know, any of these visualization. Um, you know, I think that that makes some sense. You introduce it and then you start using it in practice and then you use it in the race, you know, the B races and then the A race. Hopefully it goes better. And even if it's like you sleep one extra hour or one extra day, you're not super nervous ahead of the race. Think about what that could do for consistency and if not for performance. Um, 
the other thing that we're doing, you know, if, if you sort of shy away from the psychological mental is also looking at, can we do workouts like the good old 20 minute time trial? That one, there's one, just some of these workouts and, and I call them workouts. There's nothing fancy about them. You know, it's the same as two by 20. We're just saying it's one by 20, uh, you know, or the five K TT for the runners, the 10 K TT for the runners. I think there's something, especially for those of us that aren't racing that much, where it's like, wow, I'm laying this on the line. And it might just be you who knows about it or you and your coach who knows about it. But I think there's something to today. I'm going to show up, warm up, do the best I can. And I'm going to learn something about myself while I'm in this, you know, I call it the hand in the fire. And if you're the type of person that quits 10 minutes in, that's probably a, an exercise worth practicing is just, can you make it through? Can you sit with that discomfort? Can you sit with the things your you know your mind is saying? So, psychological. Am I missing any other as far as the owls? No, I think that's great. So, fit for the task, and you're trying to ask how can I be more fit for this task given this the information from this year. Um, you know, in Molly's case, there's a lot of these um, experiential, right? Like that's we know in these ultra events, so much of it is experience. Yeah, exactly. So there's fit for the task. Part of it is like you have to get in and do a bunch, complete before you compete. Uh, to do well there's some of these people who are just so fit they can make all the mistakes in the world and, and their worst case isn't that bad but for the rest of us it's a lot of you need to do a couple hundred milers before you can get in there and, and really you know know what a good goal is for you mm-hmm. uh, you know as far as time or placing or whatever um, so that that might be the goal too is to just get in there and experience a bunch of the type of racing you want to do yeah yeah all right. Well, hopefully that helps some people. Um, and also last last thing before we go, uh, A, head over to consummateathlete.com to get the codes for Quebec single track if you are interested in that. Also, just links to all the details on there. But also we have a new gift guide for stage racers or anyone who does a lot of like travel in their in their van or car to races. We have a lot of the, the fun stuff that frankly sure. we have on our Christmas list. We're just Peter. speaking about how ultra racers are basically doing stage races. Anyhow, you yeah, have to get exactly. there with all your stuff and then, you know, warm up the day before. Yeah. I mean, sort of stuff. basically Peter, Peter shouldn't actually look at this list because a lot of it's stuff that I've gotten for him. Okay. So, so Peter's he, Christmas list, Peter's is Christmas list is up. Uh, we also have a bunch of other gift guides. So just head over to consummateathlete.com, check those out for all different kinds of athletes. And, you know, we, we don't really make a whole lot on any of them. But we do have a couple of little affiliate links. So if you do even just click through on it, like to the Amazon store from that, we get like a few pennies uh, on the dollar. It doesn't cost you anything. Right. And it's it's awesome for us. It basically <laughs> lets us keep getting random books that we then talk about on the podcast. It's pretty much well, what that's good we for. We have new recorder coming. It's so true. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. It, it has sound effects, guys. Okay, I, so we're going to get like some wah wah. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. 100% what we're getting. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. All right. As usual, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, etc. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you want to hear more training, racing, and endurance sport advice, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at consummateathlete.com for a weekly dose of inspiration and advice straight to your inbox. 